Uh, uh. Hello, how you doing? Welcome to the Out of Nowhere podcast. Sounds a little bit different because I've got just a whole slew of computer problems that we've got to power through. So if I sound different, I'm on my phone. Uh, it sounds awful, but we're as always, I'm here with Yep, that's how we're doing it. Literally the quote I live by, find a way. There's always a way you can make it work. So, Ashton, how you doing, my, do- my dude? Wonderful, dude, wonderful. Today's my first day off in literally three weeks of working seven days a week. So it's been a happy good Happy Father's Day. Oh, yeah, happy Father's Day, dude. Do you have any kids that you don't know about? That That's I yes. Don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I've had, I have a couple of... A couple of child support checks I have to pay every every month. They just come in. It's tough. Uh, Clemson's definitely got to say happy Father's Day to their daddy, Joe Burrow. Jeez. I hope they sent a card. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma. I saw, yeah, that too. I saw some uh, Vikings fans trying to say that about the Saints, and that pissed me off. I don't think that they have the right to say that, though. Listen, Austin, I don't know if you want to get into it right now, but I'm just saying – my life as a free agent fan is one of peace and harmony. I don't have to. Free oh, agent fan. I'm a free agent fan. I ride the hot hand at quarterback. I've told you this before. It's yes. wonderful. There's no, oh, the Saints lost. My season is ruined. The Saints lost. Oh, well, guess what? There's Patrick Mahomes. There's Lamar Jackson. There's freaking <laughs> Tom Brady. I don't even know what he's going to do. It's just a great time. So you're just – Bandwagoning? Is that just the, the other term for that? Hell yeah, dude. Band- it's whoever fills your pocket with money. Exactly, dude. Whoever I win money on, I'm a fan of them for a week. That's a true gambling, a true gambler thing. Because I was definitely like that. Or honestly, who's it's whoever's on my fantasy team. That's oh, yeah. I've become massive fan of them. Fantasy, That's what it really is. Fantasy has really, uh, really loosened the bounds of. Like 20 years ago, people are dead set. Oh, I'm from Louisiana. I'm a Saints fan. I hate everybody else and stuff like that everywhere. But now it's like this new generation, it's like, oh, well, I'm a fan of Odell. I'm a fan of Calvin Ridley. I'm a fan of David Njoku. I'm a fan of uh, Lamar Jackson because I got him in the third round and nobody thought about it. So I I really – it's so much nicer, especially – and the NBA – yeah, that, I feel more like that in the NBA for sure because I like almost – I like players more than I like teams, really. I can't say that I like teams, even though, honestly, since I was in New York, I really want to be a Knicks fan, but I can't put myself through that torture and say that. But, dude, if the Knicks were good, you think any fan base is annoying, they would get ungodly annoying. The yeah, most annoying. Their team is terrible. They have four small forwards starting. It's just a team of six foot nine, two hundred fifty pound dudes. It's like, and all they do is foul. Exactly. That's all they do. <laughs> just wait till but, they get Rudy Gobert and convince you that they're going to be good. Or they're also convinced. Their Knicks fans are convinced that they're going to get Giannis too. They're insane, dude. They're insane. Remember this time last year before the draft, it was like, oh, we're going to get Zion, KD, and Kyrie. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all are shaking in y'all's boots, NBA. Y'all are shaking in y'all's boots. And guess That's what? the idea. They didn't get anybody. That was some heartbreaking stuff whenever they uh, 
I, I watched the the draft lottery a little over a year ago, and I only tuned in right as the third pick was announced, and it was the Knicks, and I was just like, I knew how mad that I immediately thought of like that Photoshop picture of all of them and the the Knicks uniforms. I was like, dude, like eight million plus people are heartbroken right now. The next week of Stephen A. Smith just like being completely depressed on TV. Because he was <laughs> Zion or Ja, we're getting one of the two. No, you got R.J. Barrett, and guess what? He is trash. He might come around, but yeah, he's not. He's Zion definitely not on that level. Doesn't have the team around him to support his growth as a player. MSG though, Madison Square Garden, unlike any other stadium. Whenever I went in there and watched a Knicks game. It literally made the Smoothie King Center look like a freaking playground mm-hmm. basketball arena. Like it was the literally Mecca, nowhere close. The Mecca, it, but not the and they they have those speakers too. Like when you're in a movie theater and like the bass that's like in your face and you're like rumbling in your seat. <laughs> they have that everywhere. It's okay. it's actually really cool. But since we're on the topic of the NBA, talking about the NBA comeback, the NBA bubble, even though it's not a bubble at all. Oh, uh, no. It's. I'm very excited about it. I hope that it goes through. Uh, I like that they took my idea. They didn't credit me, but I'm just saying they did say that the players could go to the games. I'm just saying. Yes, you did. That's week. actually so cool. That, that would be like the main – so like they can do – in their NBA bubble, it came out that they have ping pong, lawn games – Bro, they're never going to do that. They're probably going to go play these or watch these other games. That's what I would do. Like you get to be some of the few select people that go watch the NBA games. You which know is like what infuriates me about all that that came out? They can't play doubles ping pong, but you can play a – how long is it? 40-minute NBA game? Where yeah, you're, where you're all over each other. Yeah, going up for the rebound. But no, no, doubles ping pong. Watch out. That's, Dangerous. That's where Corona lurks at the ping pong tables. Exactly. Corona's got a mean serve, bro. He's <laughs> Corona's up on us like twenty-one to three oh, right man. now. Corona's making us hit it into the net after every serve. It's just got that perfect underhand. Just, <laughs> it's Corona's one of those people that holds it like backhand first, serves oh, it, and dude, swear, yeah. or they play the, the entire grip, time backhand. The pin grip, dude. I hate people like that, especially. Listen, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. But the people who are not good but hold it like that infuriate me. Like, dude, who do you think you are? You're not playing for Team freaking Russia in the Olympics over here. We're drunk at freaking 1.30 in the morning in the fraternity <laughs> house. Who do you think you are? You're going to hit it. You're going to have to go chase it. But – and then they also have the NBA hotline, which I know everybody's talking. Chris Paul, I'm loving the memes on Twitter being birthed from all this. Joy- like, uh, yeah, hello? Yeah, I'm sure I saw Giannis and LeBron outside. They yeah. just went go get Ben and Jerry's. Like, he said Giannis and LeBron together playing doubles ping pong. We'll be on oh. that right away, Mr. Paul. <laughs> Literally. No. I can't wait for something like that. Or – can you imagine how much crap they're going to go through if that number somehow leaks to the public? Oh, that that John Molinaro put out was absolutely hilarious. He's like, yes, I love Joe. A, a mass comm major uh, at Florida, 
I got this internship and this is not at all what I expected it to be. It's like, hello? It's like, yes, Mr. Paul, we've already got your complaint filed. <laughs> if that number does leak, we're going to call that number live on this podcast oh. and we're going to say like the most outlandish thing that we can possibly say. It's like, listen. We'll probably, we'll say like Kyrie's outside starting a riot or inciting a riot inside the bubble right now. Buddy, I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happens. That dude's insane. He went from, well, we shouldn't play guys to, I'm going to start my own league. Yeah. What's going on in this man's mind? What What also really infuriates me about Kyrie saying all this, saying, trying to convince people not to go, is before a lot of like the rioting and civil unrest happened, he had already said, I'm not going to be going because of medical reasons. Like, actual injury reasons and then now he's just taking it like oh yeah no i'm not gonna go because i don't want it to be a distraction like bro you already committed to saying that you're not going for injury purposes and then there was another player too exact same situation they're like i don't think we should go it's like bro you weren't gonna play anyway like you weren't gonna be there so just let us have this man come on it's like the one good thing that yeah exactly and the whole thing i don't want to get into this i especially don't want to get into this about it being a distraction from the Black Lives Matter protests and everything, that just seems – it seems like it'd be the perfect place to spread your message. Exactly. Everybody is watching. If they came exactly. back right now, not a single sports fan would be looking anywhere else. Do you think people are going to watch horse racing over the NBA finals? So you get the players – on the bench talking about it. Freaking after the game, David Aldridge with the mic, dude. Hand it over, David. David Aldridge. Okay, thank you, David. Uh (laughs) Uh, They even could do what a lot of, like, the Premier League is doing, which I think this would be a super cool and powerful thing. Since it's going to be, like, a neutral court, like, paint the whole court with, like, Black Lives Matter, Justice for George Floyd, all of that, or even how some of the soccer on the back of their jerseys, instead of last names, it says Black Lives Matter. That would be, like, some of the most timeless pictures and everything Mm -hmm. come from this. Like, it would would actually be an awesome opportunity. But I also do, I understand what Kyrie's saying, but, bro, like, these basketball addicts, these gambling addicts, just give us something. We need it. You can't see it right now, people listening, but I have scars on my neck from how much I'm scratching trying to get back into gambling. Yeah, we, we look like that Dave Chappelle character of uh, uh, the crack addicts. Yeah, we yeah. literally are him right now. Also, and if you're seeing too, coronavirus, coronavirus cases are spiking in Florida. They've, set, they've had three straight consecutive days where they set a new record high of most cases in a day, one day being 3,822 new cases, Followed up by the next day, 4,049 4, new cases. That's literally the definition of that meme of that dog sitting in the room on fire saying, this is fine. Like, that, that's what the NBA bubble is right now. Like, the definition of it. Yeah, talk, what, what a terrible place to decide. You know, we always see on the news, Florida man in the Burger King parking lot. You know where we should play the NBA Finals? Let's just put them all in Disney World. Who? That's a that's a money grab. I just but I Corona, dude. The, uh, did you see all the NBA? Uh, not NBA. LSU players who got coronavirus yep. from going to the Tigerland. 
Yeah, or they were they're forced to quarantine because they've been around people with it. Yeah, dude, I'm feeling like Corona is really starting to close in around me. Like a lot of people, because before this, I think it's a second wave now. During the first wave of it, I didn't really know anybody personally who had it, but now it's. I'm starting to know a lot of people. Like my brother's roommate has it. A lot of people in AGR also have it too. Mm-hmm. I I know a bunch of people who've had it. I knew uh, one guy who was the first guy I knew who had it was Snapchatting in a group, a Snapchat group of men, and saying he was going to the Chicago uh, St. Patrick's Day parade. It's like Sam, dude, you're gonna get coronavirus. It's like, oh, uh, no big deal, That's dude. Not real. Enough, the next week he's bedridden. But and everybody at work at the company I work at has had it before. It's like uh, everyone around me oh, has then. had it. I I don't know, dude. I'm not worried about it. I I want to get it just so I can say I've got it and I'm done. You know, wipe my hands. Uh, I I don't want it because I feel like I might be jinxing myself right now. But I've never even had the flu or anything like that. So this would be the worst. That would be the worst. The most sick I'd probably ever been in my entire yeah. life when I got it. And I was super scared of it, actually, whenever I was in New York, because that was at the time when nobody kind of understood what it mm-hmm. was. It was just like a scary virus. And I didn't know a single person out there. I didn't even know, like, where to go if I were to get sick. I didn't have anybody take care of me. One of my roommates was talking about killing our landlord. So I was like, I can't go to that guy for help. Yeah. I just seemed like the worst place ever to get sick. So I was super, super scared of it. But now, I mean, I'm at home now, so it's a little bit better if I did get sick. But I don't know. Still scared of it. The thing is, especially for me, I, it's a very situation to situation. But I, I'm up here by myself. I never go home because I'm always working. So if I got it, it's not like I'd be seeing anybody to pass it on to. I could yeah. just get rid of it, give me my two weeks off, then I'm good. It's like, ah. That would be perfect. And – I feel like uh, with a lot of people talking about the NBA comeback, not a lot of people are talking about the real possibility of an outbreak starting in the bubble and then them having to completely scrap everything that they've done. And we were talking about it last week, but like what happens if like the NBA finals has happened and it's not before the NBA finals, but during it, like before game three and like LeBron or maybe the whole Lakers get the, the virus like what do they do they wait a day oh, or so like there's already gonna be an asterisk over whoever wins but if it's like lebron's out for the last game and the bucks win it all while lebron's out that major at that's a huge asterisk. You're, you're nuts if you think they're playing without lebron there's certain players uh, i think they'd play without like if say if javel mcgee got it it's like all right Alex i think we're good but if 80 if any of the anyone who made the all-star team gets it there that's actually good awesome. that's a good rule of thumb yeah if, if an all-star is out like you gotta wait mm-hmm. because, because i know that's how a lot of people attack uh like the 3-1 comeback that the Cavs had it's like oh well draymond was out one of those games for suspension which i mean it's draymond bro now that we can look back on it draymond dude i hate draymond i hate the warriors dude the only person i like is uh clay thompson i like i like steph I, like, I wanted to hate him, but Kevin Durant going there made me hate him. Oh, weird. Uh, I like yeah. I like, uh, I like like KD more than I do Steph by a wide Really? Run. Hell, yeah. KD's a baller, dude. He's just, he's just online too much. All the players <laughs> just, know 
We got just Twitter fans. offline, dude. We're chilling, playing basketball. KD's freaking playing with his burners and shit. If that's how you want to spend your time, go ahead, dude. You're a freaking baller. You do what you want. He's finals MVP two times. Yeah, how many does Steph have? Just as many as me. Uh-huh. So I'm <laughs> the just saying. Maybe the guy who delivered my pizza the other night has just as many. I'd play for a lot cheaper than Steph Curry would, and we'd have the same amount of finals MVPs. I love that joke. That's actually uh-huh. one of my favorite jokes. But also, uh, I saw something, too, that – so, like, they're going to have to do rigorous coronavirus testing, like test the players every other day or something like that. Apparently, they're not holding a lot of the staff, like the general staff in the bubble to the same standards, and they can leave and go out of the bubble. So, that's just, to me, begging. Like, what's, you're begging coronavirus to come in. Like, you got you got to go all in or not. Mm-hmm. What's the point of a bubble if people are walking in and out of the bubble? You know, bubbles, dude, they're very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? They're very volatile delicate. here. Bubbles delicate, pop. dude. This, and this if you have the workers pop. going in and out, the bubble's going to pop, dude. There's no – if you're doing that, you might as well just say play wherever and not have fans because it's the same concept. Yeah. And I've I've tried watching some of the, like, Premier League soccer games to try to get used to watching, a like, a sporting event with no fans in it, and it is super eerie. There was some uh, – I think it was a Turkish player scored just, like, this objectively insane goal the other day and just scored it, and it literally got as loud as – like an intramural soccer game at LSU or something. It just is like one of those goals that you know the crowd would have bursted in eruption. The, but the Premier League's not uh not running the crowd DJ like the Bundesliga was. I don't know what league it was specifically. Then I don't know if it was Premier League, but it was one of those soccer leagues where they just have cardboard cutout fans. Yeah. Which dude, I saw they, that on Twitter. That's awesome. If you could. Uh, I'd pay a good 30 bucks to put my cardboard cutout out there, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But, I'd brand that thing, too, with, uh, like, the Out of Nowhere podcast on it, too. <laughs> try to get that on there. Yep. No, me in the nosebleeds. The Bundesliga had uh, – I've wa- I mean, I never really was a soccer fan outside of FIFA, but I, I enjoy uh, watching every now and then. And I watched a game. It was uh, Bayern and uh, whatever the hell, the Dortmund. And they had the crowd noise. Like, it was somebody sitting up there with a whole DJ setup who'd, like, turn up the crowd whenever – like, they were getting closer to the goal. It was like FIFA, basically. And I, I really – you couldn't tell the difference. It was weird, but it, it would, felt right. Yeah. I wonder if they can hear that, too, because I thought about it. If you're scoring awesome goals like that and you don't hear any crowd at all, that has to be really weird as a player. Because yeah. I feel like that, that – I would be one of those guys that, that gets me going. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like it'd be very demoralizing. Like, oh shit, dude! I just hit this huge header from way out into the goal, and no, like, oh my god, he hears. Yeah, your your teammates come to dap you up from six feet apart. It's like, oh man, dude, this this sucks. What are we doing <laughs> out of here, man? What are we even doing? Feel like an idiot. Uh, what the hell is going on with the MLB? I. I really don't know. It's it's all the owners and Rob Manfred trying to delay it to the point where they can only play 50 games and pl- pay the players as little as they can. But I don't understand. It's the same thing with the NBA and uh, Kyrie's thing about the Black Lives Matter. We don't want to do this. It's the same concept. You're going to be on TV so much 
that you can do all this. I don't see why the, uh, the owners are just like, we'll take the hit this season just to get the viewers up and be like, all right, we took a hit in 2020, but we have viewers way up. And who knows that sticks that never watched ba- uh, baseball before, they're just like, oh, okay, well, I'll watch this when there's nothing else on and I kind of enjoyed it. Why not keep watching it next season or something like that? Like this yeah. is the perfect time to build your fan base and they're just being selfish with the money that you're going to lose either way. This is a weird season. And next year, who knows, it'll be all back to normal. You can get your money. You're billionaires. Take a hit I, one season. I saw something that it would cost each owner just $5 million to restart the season when each club is worth well over $5 million. They, That's pocket change to them. And they just are refusing to do it. And I actually would be much more – I mean, I, I don't watch the MLB to begin with because it's like 182 games or something like that. 50-game season actually sounds awesome. Like every single game is going to matter and be yeah. like balls to the wall. I would, actually, I would actually really watch that. I would really enjoy that. But, yeah, that's uh, just greedy people being greedy. Exactly. I, and 50 games is a little low for the MLB just because they're used to 182. But this season uh, would be different no matter what. If they cut it down to even 100 games, that would be awesome. I'd watch baseball for 100 games. But if, if it's a game 69 out of 182 and it's on my TV, it's like, I don't want to watch this crap, dude. I'll watch something else. It doesn't matter. I'll watch when uh, the playoffs start. But it, like you said, it's just the, it's the owners being greedy and for pocket change. Like, you're, gonna, you're not going to make the same money this year as you would normally. Just start it and look for viewers more than your money because you're not going to have all the fans in the stands. You're not going to have all the money you're making because you're cutting it down to – what is that, one-sixth of the season that you usually play? Yeah, not even close. So why not just take the hit, start it up? They could have been started by now. Like, they were planning on starting June, uh, July 4th. That's not going to happen. So Why don't uh, – dude, freaking Bryce Harper, why doesn't he pull a Kyrie and they try to start their own league? I'd be so about that. That's That would actually be awesome if they just said – flipped a bird to the owners and said, listen, dude, they got yeah. ports all around the country. We get a camera crew and we're, we're good to go. That's it. That's all. And like, they don't even need something that official. It's like literally like, and what if they just like, literally like line everybody up and just like team captains, I'll pick a team. You pick that guy. I got that. Guy. Like literally just the most Frankenstein type of like, see, like don't even call it the MLB or like, I don't know, like BLM or something. Black lives not. Boom. Dude, that's how they do it. Get Bryce Harper on the phone. I got a few yeah. words for him. Hey Siri, call Bryce Harper. <laughs> I wish. Nah, I don't have. I don't have an iPhone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just felt like that joke would appeal to more people. You oh, know? it hit! It hit! I was waiting for my phone to light up. <laughs> I have to call Bryce later. But uh, no, I I think uh, baseball is really missing out because this is their time. Especially like there, people are literally watching horse racing and soccer, dude. These are not regular sports regular people like to watch. I don't mind watching horse racing. I don't bet on it because it's stupid. But I yeah, can only watch so many horses run around a track before I'm itching for something else. You know what I mean? 
Only so, horse, only horse racing I care about is GTA Five horse racing. Exactly. Yeah. Max bet on the big underdog. Uh, all right. Do you want to get on to new segment alert? Niche presentations. Couldn't think of a better name for it, but I. It's just basically we have like a we read the Wikipedia page of something really freaking random, and we're just going to tell each other about it. Uh, Ashton, why don't you start first? Because you sent me something of, I think, like a synopsis of what yours was. And it is something that I don't understand how this is real. Yeah, okay. So a little background here. I assume Austin thought of it the exact same way I did. I just saw a screenshot on Instagram from a meme page of a Wikipedia article. I was like, what the hell is this? So, okay, everybody knows the lobster here. I'm going to talk about the lobster. Bring in the dancing lobsters. It's a, a great place, Red Lobster, if you've ever been. I haven't. It's a giant crawfish, delicious thing. So a little bit about the lobster, big claws, big crawfish, basically. What you might not know is to communicate, they have two glands on either side of their head that they pee out of to communicate to each other. They don't talk. They're not flapping their little claws at each other to talk. They're peeing out of their heads. And on each other's faces. They just piss on each other's faces. It's insane. And, I mean, just imagine a society where instead of talking to each other, we're just pissing. <laughs> Let me spell this out real quick. I, give me another bottle of water. I'm halfway through this seat, this seat right here. Yeah, can you imagine, like, going on a stage or somebody singing – like at a concert, they just oh, pee, Jesus just dump God. buckets of piss just on everybody. Oh, my God. That sounds like uh, that episode of Rick and Morty where Rick makes that whole new universe and he, like, flips them off. He's like, this yeah. is how I tell them, hello, hello. <laughs> prosperity, Rick. Yep. <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what did you say? Oh, oh, okay, sorry, I forgot. When, when you said that, too, or sent me that, that actually, this is a, just an obscure fact that I know. That's actually, I think, a pretty common way that, like, a lot of insects or bugs will weirdly communicate with each other. Because I know uh, ants do something really similar to that. Instead of, like, talking with each other, they literally, they have two separate stomachs. One that they actually eat and digest things in. And then one, it's a social stomach. Well, they'll literally, like, kiss each other, put mouth to mouth, and then throw up in the other one's mouth mm -hmm. to be like, yo, dude, look, I found this tasty-ass cockroach. Like, taste some of it. <laughs> Like, yeah. get back over there, go get some, man. And then they'll be like, oh, hell yeah, that was good. So they literally are constantly just, when you see ants touching up against each other, they're throwing up in each other's mouths. Don't want to ruin ants for you. Jeez. That, the ants are not ruined for me. I was one of those, you ever seen the movie Ants with the zoo? No. Where they no. had the, the crazy kid who would, like, torture the ants? That was me. I, I would run the out of the glass. with the lawnmower like a, like a freaking sadist. Like, oh, there's a tornado coming, guys. Look, I've, I've got something to kind of go with that, too. All right, so my, like, niche presentation is about love bugs. So everybody in Louisiana or really in the southeast, you kind of know what I'm talking about. It's the bugs that they're black with, like, a little orange or red dot uh -huh. right under their head. and stain your window, window on your vehicle. Look, look like I, got some, I got some facts about that, too. Okay, so – uh, look, I, I pretty much like transcribed like that entire Wikipedia page, like all the highlights of it. All right. So they mainly were in Louisiana for like decades from like 1911 was the first time that they found them. 
then all of a sudden in 1941, they just widespread started all over the Southeast, specifically in Florida first. So somehow they jumped from Louisiana to Florida, which means it's not natural how they got there. It's either somebody brought them there or like, if you go to the Wikipedia page, this is how I found this. I just was randomly looking up. There's a whole section of it called folklore. I'm like, what the hell is that? Click on it. First sentence that love bugs may be genetically modified, like a synthetic being from a University of Florida genetics experiment gone wrong. What? So the like almost the exact day that this genetics experiment started in Florida was when they started popping up in Florida too, just jumping over there. There were like very little in Louisiana. And this is why a lot of people think that they're not natural is because they're like super similar to a lot of other mosquitoes, but they're not like mosquitoes at all. So like a lot of mosquitoes are really active during nighttime and they have at least some type of defenses to them, like, uh, like stinging or biting, things like that. Love bugs, total losers, yeah. completely defenseless. They have nothing like that. And also weirdly, they have no natural predators, which is like, so these total wimp bugs are just existing around and nobody's going to touch them. Like they just came around. I think it's like other bugs don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. There's another big myth about them loving your car. So this is actually super interesting. Uh, they also, the chemicals in their bodies are so much more acidic than other mosquitoes. So that's why like if you run into them and leave them like their bug guts on your car for a while, it'll start spotting it up. And the reason they love your car is because they're actually, I mean, they're dumb bugs. They're attracted to shiny and bright, like, colors. So, like, white cars, they love them. Also, they're attracted to this chemical called UV-irridated aldehydes. Uh, they like it because it, it comes from a lot of, like, natural materials decaying, which also is the same, like, chemical that a lot of cars, exhaust fumes put out. So they literally are chemically attracted to your cars. And I thought about this since a lot of them are like paired together when they mate mm. and they love flying and basically killing themselves on your cars. I want to rename them to the Romeo and Juliet bugs because they're going to kill themselves together. That's, that's very poetic. I, I like that, but I, I hate those things, dude. They're so aggravating. Oh yeah, they suck. It, at least mosquitoes have the decency to try to bite me when they're aggravating me. Love bugs just why land on me, dude? You're gonna get crushed. I I there's don't. No point. There's no point don't, at all. Insect don't have sex lives, with me. That's so mean. Listen, Black Lives Matter. Insect lives don't matter at all. I hate them all. <laughs> Look, and you were talking about doing something really sadistic, like with ants. What I used to do when I was young is I would disturb an ant pile. I would catch love bugs and like rip one of their wings off and then put them on that, the ant pile to see oh, if they no. would like eat them. Well, dude, honestly, I loved ants. Like I, for some reason, I just wanted to like feed the ants all kind of bugs and see what they would do. And love bugs, love bugs were the easiest things. Dude, I'm just, I'm feeding the circle of life. Jeez. I would freaking smash one, smash one in and let the other one fly off with the dead body. That's more fucked up. No, it's not. You're feeding them to the ants. You're insane. At least they're both dying. You're just like, hey, let me just like kill one of your your lover, your girlfriend, bro, and now I'm go on the, the rest Juliet of your life. to the Romeo, dude. And you know what? Yeah, that's not how the story ends. It. Cause they, if they like getting, listen, just go find a car to get smashed on, dude. 
Because I'm not worried about you flying around with your dead buddy attached to you. Yeah, those things are crazy, though. Uh, this also reminds me of just, like, crazy bugs that come in swarms. Uh, we used to have, uh, like, all those caterpillars would come at the same time and be – they would love this one tree in our backyard. I don't know if you've ever, like, done the thing where you make, like, a really loud noise around caterpillars, but they, like, stick up and start wiggling. Really? Have you ever seen that? No. Okay. I, the, the, a bunch of caterpillars around my house, I don't know if they were, like, rave heads or something like that, but they would love loud noises like that. And those Mardi Gras horns that you can make the noises, uh-huh. I would go up to that tree, blow that thing, and the whole tree would stick up and start wiggling really? like crazy. That's Literally wild. like they were head rocking. No, we would have the uh, we would have those spiky caterpillars that everybody hated. Oh, yeah, caterpillars really fell off, dude. Whoever, yeah, I was about to say I don't see those like swarms of caterpillars anymore. No. I haven't seen that in years. All uh, all we get are freaking uh, those ones that make they're like a uh, what's it called? They milk make like silk on the pecan tree. Oh we yeah, to, we have to cut that pecan tree because those. Damn kill them yeah it's tough took their habitat away dude we're just talking about the atrocities that we've committed towards bugs yeah dude it, it's a their good homes thing away kill their lovers feed them to other insects it's a good thing insects can't talk besides pissing on each other or else we'd be in real trouble here <laughs> or they don't listen to podcasts we'd get a lot of bad uh-huh. reviews yeah we're real unpopular in the uh insect community fine, you know, dude. that's fine that's fine with me i I don't care if you're listening out there, ants. Come at me, dude, because I have the raid and I will use it. The raid. I actually, one of my uh, a job I used to have at uh, like half of my job when I worked at a chemical plant a few summers ago, is we had this one outdoor storage area that was just infested with wasps. And about half of my job was to go out there. My boss would buy me like five or six of that like instant kill wasp spray from like twenty feet away. Now I just go out there and slay them, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Now that you bring that up, wasps, I have a lot of respect for the wasp. Me, there's a... What? Yeah, okay. There's They're a... The dickheads of the insect community. Exactly. That's why I respect them. We have the same goals in mind. So there's a wasp nest somewhere on my front porch, and I would go out there and, like, smoke cigarettes or something, just chill. And there's always, like, two or three that are just chilling on the front porch. And I don't bother them, and they don't bother me. We we hang out, so I I have a lot of respect for the wasp. We have the same <laughs> we have the same mindset. Uh, hunters of the insect community, we uh, we inflict damage upon those which op- uh, oppose us. You know, shout out to all the wasps out there. If you're listening, dude, give us a five star review. Exactly. Come on. The George, the Yellow Jackets, Murder Hornets are the only ones I don't respect. Yeah, no, you they're can't cowards. They flew back to to Japan, dude. We don't need those kind of people out but, there. Murder Hornets, good on them. They read the room, saw how much civil unrest is going on. They're like, yeah, not the time. You know what, dude? We'll go back to Japan. We're chilling over here. We got some nice forests, mountain mountain sides. I'm good. So, dude. so do you like? Are you totally against bees then? Uh, uh, I put you in a corner here. <laughs> so I, I like bees. I like honey, but you got to be yeah. a certain level of coward to die. Well, actually, you know what? I respect the bee. 
Because you, they're literally taking themselves out to sting you. True. Because they die after one – well, one uh, type of them die after one sting. So it's like if you're literally – you know what? Shout out bees, man. If you're yeah. killing yourself to inflict pain on me, I respect the hell out of you. We need like a bee memorial day for all the bees that have given themselves just trying to get one last fuck you sting. Uh-huh. Get Jerry Seinfeld out there in the uh, Barry B costume to give a little speech at the Rose Bowl parade. Perfect place. The bees love that Rose Bowl, dude. Dude, yeah. So, the ro- whatever day is the Rose Bowl, that's all. I'm, we're going to name that, like, National Bee Memorial Day. I, I can, I'm willing to bet there's already a National Bee Day. Let me look yeah, it up. Yeah, actually, find what, I swear there's to God, if it's, like, tomorrow. Day. Saturday, August 15th, National Honeybee Day 2020 in the United States. So, August hey, 15th. Shout out to August bee. 15th. We've got a really special episode coming that day. Thank you for your honey. I appreciate it. Thank you for your service. Uh-huh. I've never <laughs> been stung by a bee. Uh, I've really never been stung by anything. I think they realize the mutual respect we have for each other. Knock on wood. I don't think, I feel like I'm getting I don't think I've ever – I don't think I've ever been stung – Either. I think once when I was really young by a bee, but that's it. You know what's an insect I don't respect at all? Horse flies. Oh, no. Screw them. To hell with them. They don't even sting you. They bite you. Yeah, dude. What what kind of psychopath does that? I'm saying. And they're thick. And you can hear them. Like a normal fly just flying around, aggravating you like, oh, I want a little bite of your food. Horse flies, they're buzzing around. It's like, fuck, dude. Get away from me. Like, yeah, it's honestly really scary. Well, there are no horses here. I'm just trying to make yeah. a freaking meatball stew, and you're just buzzing around my head. But and They just want to bite. Exactly. They, they live to kill. They live to inflict pain. I, again, I respect it, but I, I just don't like them. I like the wasp. I like the bee. Yeah, well, a sting is a lot cool. A wasp also objectively looks way cooler oh, than a horse. Hell yeah. Horse flies are just freaking flies on steroids. Wasps are freaking badasses of the air so are murder hornets wasps on steroids yeah okay of course of course see when you get on steroids it's just like baseball i can't respect you after that whoa it's not right you want to get into that because no, I, I, wrong, I, I i didn't watch you're that documentary <laughs> put, well they're not getting into the barry insect bonds. hall of fame if they're on steroids put barry bonds in the hall of fame that's what i say that's i I stand with the Hornets, I stand with the Bees, and I stand with Barry Bonds. <laughs> Put them all in the MLB Hall of Fame. Freaking, I can't believe that, dude. If you Barry Bonds could be in the Hall of Fame twice, his pre-steroids years and his post-steroid years. He was good both ways. He was just I, don't know the his, I don't know the history of it, but I know that that, uh, that 30 for 30 – I just saw a lot of people talking uh, crap on it. The the 30 for 30 about the steroid era in the MLB apparently flopped a little bit, but I, w- I would love to watch that because I'm pretty uninformed on it. I just know that him and Mark McGuire are like the faces of using steroids in MLB yeah, to me. And, uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, uh, were, they called them the Bash Brothers. They were both just jacked on roids, knocking home runs like back and forth. It was – that's what the 30 for 30 was about the summer of 1998. They were just like, both of them were racing to see who'd win the home run title. Cause it'd be like, Oh, Mark McGuire hit two home runs on Thursday. Where are you going to do on Friday, Sammy? 
And they're like neck and neck the whole time. I think uh, really? San Francisco lost by five. Damn. Yeah. That can't even be the best steroid user. Um, Damn. I'm saying you should go watch the uh, the Lonely Island did a uh, like a 30 minute music video on Netflix called The Bass Brothers, and it's just them dressed as Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire doing like a whole thing. It's hilarious. <laughs> I have to check that out because I, I, anything with the Lonely Island, like I'm sold on it. Oh yeah, I've been videos. Freaking, I still sometimes break out in song about the uh, the uh, the Jack Sparrow song with Michael Bolton. <laughs> on the Isle of Tortuga. It's like all right, <laughs> dude. Another song that they have that they made uh, that I feel like doesn't get a whole lot of recognition, but it's awesome. Is a uh, Mama. I can't, like, they're basically, like, rapping about how much they love their mom. And the joke is, like, while they're saying, like, man, I would love you. I would never disrespect you. And then the mom, like, walks into the room. like, hey, kids. Like, y'all need any sex? I'm like, mom, get the fuck out. What the fuck, you idiot? Just, we, we're trying to record music, you idiot. And then they go right back to singing about how much they love and respect their moms. Mm-hmm. Oh. They didn't make a music video with it, though. I think that's the reason that it didn't, like. You're really big. Man. All right, how about we get to our wrap it up with our out of nowhere moments? All right, sounds good. You go first because I got to think for a second here. Okay. All right, I kind of have two. One of them, very briefly. Uh, apparently, if you drank water with one hand, you're super healthy. With one hand? Yeah, with one hand. Did you not see that clip of Trump at his rally saying uh, everybody losing their minds because he starts drinking water with one hand because apparently it was a rumor? which I think this dude just has to respond to every bad rumor about him, that he, has, he drinks water with, with two hands, so he must be unhealthy. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to get a glass of water, drink it for like two seconds, then take a breath because like, oh, God, I can't yeah. breathe. And then he drinks it and just like throws it to the right, and people lost their minds over it. Did you so see that's the, the first one. Did you see all the TikTok kids who rented spots? That's insane. I love that. They all duped uh, by Gen Z. Yeah, they all the TikTok kids. I saw a couple of them where they uh, they rented like reserved seats at the Trump rally to make it look like nobody wanted to go. Like y'all are freaking geniuses, dude. Or they they made it they made it look like so many people wanted to go, and they had to build over flood stages outside of the arena because they thought so many people were going to come. And then only like uh, it was like eleven thousand people mm-hmm. or something came. Like more people went go see Lonzo Ball's debut at summer league than that Trump rally. That's pretty wild. Uh, the other, or you go with your out of nowhere moment because I don't know if I might be stealing yours or not. You're not stealing mine because I I really have nothing. I, my life has become a monotonous blob, and I don't know what day it is anymore. My out of nowhere moment is today was my first day or yesterday. The worker said, hasta Luna, instead of hasta manana. And I said, Luna, what's that? And they said, Monday. So, Monday. So, no work tomorrow? No mas, uh, no trabajo uh, manana? No. Donde so, esta la biblioteca? That's all I know. <laughs> and donde esta los drogos from that college <laughs> humor. That man, that's <laughs> good. No, that's, that's the only thing that is – has been interesting in my life is that I got work off for the first time in 21 days and it it feels good. I slept all afternoon. Oh yeah. 
on Father's Day too. But the second one I was going to say is uh, Chris D'Elia is a pedophile. Oh, I forgot about Well, I didn't forget about it because I was laughing about <laughs> it in the Snapchat group earlier. Well, that sounded sound like an out-of-nowhere moment for you just now. And you're like, oh, I forgot about it. Yeah, it's, people forget, dude. Uh, and yeah. I never liked him. So I, I don't know. Something about him, like, always put me off. And it wasn't even the, like, he'd never drank. He, like, never smoked thing. Like, oh, he needs a vice or something. Mm-hmm. So I just did, I didn't – honestly, I didn't find him funny at all. So no, he's a, I've been uh, one of those people been looking to hate hate him. A good reason to hate him. Now I got it. Uh, my good reason to hate him is I'm a big uh, Theo Vaughn fan. And Theo, if you listen to uh, either of his podcasts that he does, like my la- my past weekend and uh, and King and the Sting, he does with Brendan Schaub. All the time he takes shots at Chris D'Elia. and I just I hate him, dude. I I never I never enjoy. Like you said, I'm in the same boat. He's a weird dude, and I never liked him. And uh, now nah, it's just—it's not surprising in the slightest that he's a pedophile. Yeah, super weird. And have you seen the? the I think um, we're talking about the same clip yeah, of the him being like, "Wait, I thought oh, Snapchat's got yeah, deleted." I saw that er- like uh, maybe five minutes before we started recording. That's a, literally he's just sitting there, blown like mind blown, like, "Oh shit, dude." I'm going down. It's only a matter of time before everything I all I said to those creepy underage girls comes out. And did so, you read any of the uh, DMs? It's like, well, I'm 16. He's like, I, I don't care. I'm 30. Like, yeah, it's like the most cringy stuff because I, I would say that we're pretty like level-headed dudes. Like, I can't imagine ever saying something like that to a girl and being like that forthright yeah. like that after they they're like a dude like. I could read a hint saying like, dude, she doesn't want to talk to you, bro. Yeah. First of all, you should know that's just messed up. Like, and second of all, like if this person was of age, you should be getting the signals that they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And how simple is it to be like, Oh, I am 35 years old. I should not talk to under 18 year old girls. It's pretty simple. That's right. messed up. It's how about Netflix? Like shout out to Netflix for literally like, Oh, Child molester? Let's get Crystal Lee on the phone. He'll play them in the second season of You. Yeah, I think he's also played another role, too, where he also is like a similar type of character, which is just, dude, he had to have been thinking of that in his head. Like, uh. Yeah, this is a little, uh, a little too on the nose for me, especially with the videos of him on his podcast saying, this acting shit, like, this is nothing for me. I'm playing, like, I am who I am. Did you see that? No, what? Yeah, it was a video from his podcast saying, like, oh, acting is easy for me. Like, I'm just playing me. It's like, dude, you've played two sexual predators. Maybe you should not be saying this. Yeah, dude, what? acted was in a freaking Eminem video and uh, two sexual predators. What are you talking about, dude? That's like if somebody – that's like if Leonardo DiCaprio – after like playing that racist like plantation owner and Django was like, I was just being me. Yeah, this I was just being me, me, dude. I'm just being me. Crystalia. <laughs> That's awful. Rest okay. Crystalia's career as a Theo Vaughn stan, it brings me great joy. I tweeted that that day. It was uh, Crystalia and uh, J. Cole. J. Cole. I hate J. Cole. Getting both I... slandered. In the same. I'm, not a, I'm just not a fan of J. Cole. Well, some of his songs I like, but I don't like 
the fandom that's behind J. Cole, if they're like super woke or like if yeah. like if you listen to J. Cole, like you're on another level. There's a certain of level of intelligence to listen to him talk about JV basketball and she don't want to be saved when he's 37 years old talking about high schoolers don't want to be saved. Grow up, J. Cole. Grow up, J. Cole stands. J. Listen. Yeah, J. Cole stands is what I have a problem with for sure. Yeah. They're the worst. They're they're worse than freaking run the jewel stands. They're worse than Eminem stands. It's like you I don't know what you're talking about, dude. You don't have to be a certain level of intelligence to understand this dude is corny as hell. And all this like, oh well, you just like rappers who talk about drugs and sex. No, I just like good music. Shout out to my boy (laughs) on Twitter. I he, he was Saying all the things I was thinking on Twitter the other day, like, no, I just, I just like good music, and J. Cole ain't got it. Yeah, I didn't like his whole, uh, like, King of Drugs album. Just did not like it. Just uh, felt preachy. Is that the new one? The, uh, the, white and, the black and white cover? The no, it's movie? like this really weird looking, uh, it's like him, he looks really royal. And it, I think it came out in like 2019, I believe. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't remember a single song off of it just because I probably yeah, I li- listened to it once and just gave up on it. Uh, but, yeah, I, J. Cole, Logic, Eminem, not a fan. All the people that – the people with the worst fan bases, I don't enjoy. Listen, I like yeah. Lil Baby. He hadn't missed J. Cole. Take a page out of Lil Baby's mumble rap book. He released a song about freaking uh, political uh, or uh, what's the word? Black Lives Matter. And it was a banger. He got his point out, his message out, and it was a banger. You're talking like this is a whole movement going on, and you're talking about watch your tone, uh, little lady. Yeah. Not the place, dude. Not the place. Yeah. Read the room, J. Cole. Exactly. Take a page out of uh, out of the Murder Hornets book and read the room. Maybe go back to Japan or something with your stands. <laughs> yeah, take them with you. Uh-huh. All right, that, that's all I got for today, though. I think yeah, it's been a good one. Good to me. We, we covered a lot in uh, this podcast so far. So, NBA return, MLB lockout, pretty much. A uh, whole lot of insect talk. A whole lot of bug Big talk. Big insect we, podcast here. <laughs> yeah, big insect guys here. Uh, we bugging out. We bugging out. Uh, and then uh, Crystal is a pedophile, but we're cool with it because we, well, not cool with it. We just, we want to hate him. Okay, maybe so we should press stop record a little early here. Yeah, okay, backtrack right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, screw Crystal Lee, though. But that's all we got for today. Thank you guys for listening. All right, guys. See you all next week.